Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers and Sisters. Oh boy, episode 47. That is from the Education of the Deep Green Sea. I was on a fucking roll when I was making these episode titles for this season. I don't get them. Of course you don't. But eventually you will get them when we watch for long enough. And you will be watching for long enough to get them. Yes, you will. I'm Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. Uh, the Ukrainian sensation in full effect tonight. Uh, sans uh, popcorn incident of last week. She's finally come to grips. No, I haven't. <laughs> because I bought her uh, McDonald's. And uh, brought her treats to smooth it all over. So it's been a week. And I'm officially... You still gotta take me a wings, bro. Yeah, but we get conflicting reports of when this damn wings is opening or if it's already open in Chilliwack. I don't really know. Yeah, I have no So I literally idea. just gotta go right up to there and knock on the fucking window and be like, are you fucking open yet? And Something. I guess we'll see. Something. Season three, episode two of One Tree Hill and the August 11th episode of Monday Night Raw on the docket for us tonight. And yeah, there's a lot of excitement going on in both shows. Well, one show anyways, and not this one. But uh, yeah. Get out of here. I got to say, I got to preface this by saying this is an episode that I was not very impressed with. It's actually quite boring. It just kind of hung there for a while. It just kind of, it was very, I don't know. It just kind of dragged. It wasn't great. There's some things going on, but I don't know. I understand they're building to more. I get that. And then you yeah, have it's those... only two episodes in exactly. the season. You have walls, yeah. And, you know, you need those building episodes, but, like, I don't know, man. I just wasn't feeling this one all that much, but whatever it is, what it is. And uh, you can also check us out on the Instas and the TikToks at treehillwf.podcast. And you can listen in on all streaming services, including what? Fuck off. <laughs> Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, big on this episode because it obviously starts out with Lucas and his fucking lame poetry and his quotes and, you know, he needs to shove his quotation book up his fucking ass. And it's just, just shut the fuck up, Lucas. No one cares, okay? Just shut <laughs> up. The thing is, is quite often the quotes mean, mean something, something in the show. Sure. So that's the thing. I know you're not a big Lucas fan and you're yeah. not a fan of how he's mostly starting episodes off with quotes. But if you really pay attention to what the quotes are being like, what is being said, then you're like, watch the episode and you're like, oh, I get it. 
Yeah. It took me a few tries to get into that. I'm only watching the show once throughout. I'm not watching it for a second time. There will be no second run throughs for me. Sorry, bro. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would I subject myself to that? Because it's great. (laughs) You get one run through, bro. That's all you get. It's amazing. Dude. One run through. Dude. I, I'm not sure about this whole friends with Benny's thing and with Lucas and, and Brooke here. I don't know. I'm not sold on it because obviously Lucas is quite smitten and Brooke doesn't really know what she wants besides trying to be a slut. Uh, <laughs> but but um, I don't know. It's just and I feel like if they even do get together, like officially, it's going to be dog shit. Like, I feel like they're not a great relationship ever. Like if they're officially together it's just not going to go well. They're just going to argue all the time. There's going to be shit for each other. I honestly think that they'll never work out, even know how many times they might get together, whatever. And then still the whole cheating with fucking Peyton shit from the last time, that still rears its ugly head. Like, that's not ever going to go away. Well, yeah. You know? But clearly, like, he's he's super into her. She is into him like you can tell but she's definitely afraid of being hurt again yeah yeah fair which fair. is a hundred percent fair bro suck the it fuck? suck it bro <laughs> <laughs> we're working here yeah suck it <laughs> suck it You'll totally understand why I'm saying that in a short month. Do you know how many guys in my <laughs> middle school, elementary school, high school, whatever? Suck it! Um, <laughs> one guy in particular was working at the dealership when uh, we bought the 2020 Leaf, so... Really? Suck it guy worked at the Nissan dealership? Yep. Whoa, you know what? You're actually going to find out the origin of suck it. You know that every single kid in fucking middle school and elementary school did that shit, and now you're going to find out why. Because everybody paid $20 for the dick-sucking shirt in 1998. Jesus. Okay. Fuck. Okay, let's get back to One Tree Hill. What's with this fucking door? Okay. Okay, so first of all, let's go back to kind of when Lucas is saying this quote. Um, he's preparing the beach for a fire. Another fire. Well, it's a bonfire. It's the end of the summer. Solstice. You know, they're going to start. Celebration. Celebrating the like end of, I don't know. They're going to be seniors in high school. So so. seeing that this episode was from the education, seeing that a reference edge, the wrestler, Maybe he'll uh, have a live sex celebration with Brooke at the point. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All the real Shut marks the out up. there will know what I'm talking oh about. Oh, my brother. God. Anyways, so Dan's walking er, on his run on the beach, and he notices Lucas getting this everything prepped for this fire. And he says, oh, oh. Fire, huh? Because he's obviously suspicious. But yes, so Peyton and Brooke, the door. So, um. Like she had a chance with Dave Grohl. Get Peyton, the fuck out of here. Oh my God, dude. Peyton 
was sleeping and Brooke barges in and she has taken it upon herself to paint on Peyton's doors on her closet. There's a list, one for each closet door, boys that are reserved for Brooke, boys that are reserved for Peyton. <laughs> like how Brooke has Dave Grohl and then Peyton has the rest of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> But Taylor Hawkins, I mean, I mean, that'd be kind of weird because, you know, that's necrophilia, but uh, not in 2005, brother, because he was still alive back then. Mm-hmm. But Peyton's like, uh, do you do you even really know who the Foo Fighters are? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, Brooke has no, she couldn't even name one fucking song by the Foo Fighters. Come on. <laughs> we all know this. Peyton's like, no, I get Dave Grohl. Why don't I get Dave Grohl? Right? <laughs> Dave Grohl's taken. But uh, Brooke has Lucas on her list. Brooke also has the hot dads, fucking Dredger, like OG Dredger, and uh, Cooper as well, too. Cooper's not a dad. Well, uncle. You know, father figure, fatherly, He's older uncle. man, dilfs. <laughs> what would an uncle I'd like to fuck be? Oh, my Ooh, God. Will. You are weird. Anyways, <laughs> Lucas runs into Nathan at the river court and he says like, hey man, let's let's play a game. And Nathan's like, oh, for our friendship? Yeah. And Lucas fucking sucks. Dude, Nathan goes globetrotters on Lucas. Like he fucking destroys him. It's just like, you know, Nathan is fucking Kobe Bryant. And uh, Lucas is like Blake Griffin right here. And he's just fucking running up and down on him. He puts it off the backboard and dunks it. He does he does the whole fucking dog and pony show. Like, Lucas ends up being the Washington Generals after all this. Like, it's a sad state of affairs for Lucas. Because not only does he lose to his brother in a pickup game, but he's got a heart condition too. <laughs> uh, back at Brooke and Haley's, Haley gets... Basically, a postage stamps like portion of the room, <laughs> like a six foot portion of the <laughs> entire house. And uh, you know, she's kind of like, I guess she's kind of put off unpacking. Brooke is saying, like, I yeah. think that's wishful thinking sure, stuff sure. like that. And then uh, they go into the living room and. Overnight, Brooke has gotten this mural put up. She's painted part of the living room purple. Okay, this is what I don't get. Brooke, where she get the money for this shit? She's not working. Well, I mean, she got Haley to pay rent early. Next month's rent early. <laughs> yeah. But she needed like, to decorate. She needed furniture. But not to pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> The actual fucking rent. Where does she pay her car insurance for her fucking beetle? I don't fucking she know, bro. Food? She doesn't even work. She sells her body. That's what she does. Well, she gets allowance from her parents. How big is this allowance? Fucking $5,000 a month? <laughs> apparently, it's big enough. I mean, her parents are rich. <sighs> Fuck. This is why I hate her so fucking much. I wish I could fucking move out at 16 years old and have everything paid for me. So I'm a spoiled oh piece of God. shit. But so with this... <clears throat> mural and the paint on the wall they've left where the picture of Haley was with the clown painting that was over top and the pink paint 
and Peyton had painted like a border around it, like a frame, and just put love over it. You know, that pink is kind of like the same pink of your microphone. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute pink. I like that color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you do if I wore a pink shirt? I don't know. Nothing. Um, nothing. I've never worn a pink shirt. You have a purple dress shirt. A uh, purple shirt. I like I'm a purple person. Oh, I'm not a purple person. But I like wow. purple. <laughs> Eric's and... a purple person. <laughs> so Peyton's at home and she's in her room and uh, she's pissed off. And her dad, Larry, he's talking about why he didn't want Ellie to meet Peyton and didn't want her in her life. Because Peyton was a drug addict. Er, <laughs> well, she was. <laughs> Ellie was a drug addict. And the shit apple doesn't fall far from the shit tree because Peyton's a cokehead, too. Oh, God. So he's getting all agitated because she has all these feelings about, you know, not being able to meet her birth mom earlier and being held back from that. And she breaks. He, She literally grabs a dashboard confessional record smashboard smashed it, oh my god <laughs> smashed it and called her dad a broken record wow why would you do that to a vinyl album it probably cost like 40 dollars <laughs> uh, i bro. don't think peyton's gonna miss it she's gonna no? do you see how much vinyl she has already i see how much vinyl she has but even if i had a collection like that i would be pretty uh not impressed if I even accidentally broke one of them, let alone purposely I mean, smash board confessionaling this record. But yes, just wait. Just wait. Smash the YouTube U two album. That's, she probably that's doesn't worthless. have it because yeah, Peyton enough. has taste. Taste so. <laughs> has taste. <laughs> uh, Lucas is over at Brooke and Haley's, and. Uh, Brooke is trying to show him the couch. The couch. The couch. The couch. Where they pivot on. Pivot. Perfect for making out and other Among things. Among other things. And uh, Haley comes out of the room and she's like, whoa, too early for this shit. Have we ever had sex on a couch before? Yes, we have. When? <laughs> In what couch? Um, Remember? Black my couch? Old... No. What couch? Remember at my old place? Oh, yeah. That couch. Good couch. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> yup. Sorry, I'm having a drink right now and it, it's doing things to me. So it's bear with me. One singular drink with a finger's worth of a shot. Well, you know, just the width of a finger of a shot. Like my pinky. Dude, you can't you can't call that a drink. Come on, pussy. <laughs> Fucking lightweight. Anyways, and Haley learns while mm. Lucas is on this couch with Brooke that Nathan's back from High Flyers. <laughs> he didn't even tell his fucking wife. Didn't tell her nothing. Dude, what if I went on tour and I came back home? I didn't even tell you that I was back home. That would be weird because we live in the same house. <laughs> I'd just be like I, I hiding know. out. I'd be I like would hiding know. out from you. 
That wouldn't even make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Anyways, so Haley goes to the Scott residence trying to find Nathan and runs into Dan. Oh, boy. And Dan withholds the information that Nathan's not even there. Till the very end. Because he's basically terrorizing her. Oh, he's fucking straight healing out on Haley here. And he's even accusing her of, you know, setting fires. (laughs) Yeah. And drugging a drink. Which, to be fair, she came back to fucking that Tree night, Hill yeah. that night. She easily could have took a little fucking uh, sabbatical before coming back to Nathan's and, uh, you know, done a little fucking fire ski <laughs> at the old body shop. I don't know. Karen is at the cafe and she's trying to brush up on her <laughs> slang. She's trying to be... Dr. Evil here where she's trying to be, I'm I'm hip. I'm with it. She's saying woot woot. Woot. And uh what what are some of the other sayings she's trying to that's uh that's or or today's version. Uh, that's based. Bet. That's lit. Cash money. I hate bet so much. Bet. You haven't heard that in a while, though. I, I bet. No. Bet. You know who uses bet? Who? Shogi. Oh, does he? Oh, he but you don't work with nuts. him anymore, no. so it's okay. But he used to drive me nuts all the time. Oh, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's no cap. That's fucking Karen trying to be cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally, so I was um, at work trying to tell the team, because we have to call customers and let them know about specials going on and um i we had like there's no cap to like doing calls like five calls minimum but there's no no no, but i don't mean it like that i know (laughs) and my team because like half of them are young folk (laughs) (laughs) okay millennial elder Um, millennial (laughs) um because you know half the team like me and then two other employees we're like 30 plus sure of the three older employees i'm the youngest of the older employees but but still still. elder millennials um and they're like no cap guys and i'm like no cap bro this is fucking based it's like you guys are so lame. Get the fuck out of here. But dude, it just keeps happening. I mean, when we were kids, what everything was the bomb, you know? I never said the bomb. I said the bomb, the bomb.com and all that shit, dude. Wow, you're so lame, bro. Fuck yeah, man. That was the shit back then. <laughs> oh god. Lucas is at the park and he's looking over and Witnesses Ellie. She seems to be buying drugs. How do we know it's drugs? It could could be just her fucking uh, flour or sugar for the baking recipe she needs that she's making later tonight. It's it's not a very clandestine meeting. It seems <laughs> like so. Who knows? Like I in mean, the middle of a fucking park. in the middle of a fucking park in broad daylight. It's just like fuck. She's probably just baking something. <laughs> I don't think it's real drugs. Lucas sees it. Uh, sees it and he's like, huh, noted. I'll let Peyton know about this one, I think. 
Especially since, you know, Peyton is trying to figure out if she wants to get to know her mom or not. So. Uh, Can I officially appoint myself the president of the We Hate Tim fan club? (laughs) Tim is just. Tim is putting it lightly. Wow. Tim is not the word. Completely fucking moronic imbecile might get us halfway there. Halfway. He just annoys the shit out of me. He's so fucking stupid. And I don't know. Just He just rubs me the wrong way. Oh, God. He's just an idiot. Can't stand him. <sighs> He's that, that token fucking moron guy who just says dumb things just because, you know? It's not even funny, like, ever. Yeah. You know? He's just there wasting time on screen. I don't want to say he's the next Felix or anything because he's been there since the beginning, but I'm starting to get Felix feelings for this guy. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. Does he die? No. Why not? That's, That's unfortunate. Uh, anyways, so now we're finally at this bonfire on the beach. And uh, Brooke does a whole speech. She says this fire burns. <laughs> which is CM Punk's first theme song in WWE, which is a Kill Switch Engage song mm. called This Fire Burns. Interesting. Yes. Anyways. Amalgamate, brother. That's what we do on this podcast. We amalgamate. And I didn't say that at the beginning because I was waiting for a thing that amalgamated. That's what this did. Anyways, Peyton is the DJ of this event. Normally it's a mouth so that Peyton could party, but we didn't see mouth. Yeah, I don't know what Mouth is doing, but uh, yeah, Peyton was the DJ here, but she's in her depressy mode, mm-hmm. not Depeche mode, but depressy mode, and so she's playing fucking the most. It's literally funeral music. Yeah, like Sarah McLaughlin Fuck. would be like, "Man, this is depressing, dude." That <laughs> was a lot. I was like, "Dude, like, they should be playing the fucking you know like the abused animals fucking videos for in the background because that's how depressing this music is you know when you start up like this fire burns and they light the bonfire and all these fucking 36 teens are here and you know they're all stoked and ready to party and the music hits and it should be like you know fucking house of pain jump around or fucking you know get the white kids going do some bon jovi or something but no they just play fucking uh you know what you would play at uh funeral <sighs> oh dan's going through his uh list of suspects for the fire yeah, cross-examining kind of building some evidence against Even certain like peeps karen yeah well, karen has all the motive in the world well, yeah, that's true. To to want to do this. So. And he even talks to her about it, too. So. Well, yeah, he goes to the cafe. He wants to get a cup of coffee. And then she plays the right to refuse service card because he's yeah. being an ass. Oh, yeah. So. Go, Karen. I would have refused service, too. But she's all like, you know, it's unfortunate they didn't succeed. <laughs> I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> Whoever this person is. Right. Right. So, I don't know. I don't think Karen did it. I don't think she has it in her to do it. She she has it in her to break his window, much like every other person Tree Hill has done in the show. But uh, I don't think she has it in her to try to murder somebody. She's not that person. She's not that guy. 
She's really sweet. I like Karen. She's not a murderer, unlike the Undertaker, who's a murderer! Bro. Amalgamate. (sighs) Brooke approaches Peyton and says, look, this music is like just not it, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, you gotta switch it up. Let's get this switched up. Um... And so Peyton finally changes the music. We are all on drugs. They play fucking Weezer, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking right. I am. I may be the president of the We Hate Tim fan club, but I'm also the president of the Weezer fan club. Oh, my God. They're a great band. She also plays Fall Out Boy, which I love. Oh, my God. They play Sugar We're Going Down, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like two bangers in a row, Weezer and Fallout Boy. Although uh, Lucas is pretty, you know, he's not too happy with the transgressions that's going on with Brooke because obviously he wants to be with her officially, and makes it very well known that that's the case. But he looks depressy, much like Peyton. <laughs> and Peyton goes up to him and says, "Oh, are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." He goes, well, the look of your face, you you, you have a tell. Like, you can tell when you're not doing very well. You have a tell the size of J-Lo's ass. That's a pretty big tell, brother. Well, and then this whole time, Brooke is skinny dipping in the ocean with a bunch of lifeguard boys. Where do you think the term skinny dipping came from? No idea. Because what if like some... Because for me, it's Chunky Duncan. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Chunky Duncan? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wow, wait a You roast. never heard that before? No? Way to roast yourself, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> That's an all timer there, brother. That goes that goes in the fucking Hall of Fame of THWF, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we have our year end like uh, awards episode line of the year chunky duncan <laughs> anyways <laughs> so he had told brooke that he would catch up with her like she was trying to get him to go skinny dipping with her and chunky duncan <laughs> <laughs> and so he decided ever noticed that he saw Haley, like Haley was there, and he's like, well, before I go in the water with you, I'm going to go, like, I need to take care of something. And he goes and he finds Nathan and, like, talks to him and convinces him, like, you should go to you the party. You need to go to this fucking party, bro. You need to talk to your wife. So he comes back and, yeah, sees that Brooke has already gotten started with some boys sans clothing. Chunky Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> That's forever going to be known as that. Uh-huh. I don't care if they're five pounds, 50 pounds, 600 pounds. It's fuck Chunky Duncan. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but Nate actually ends up showing up. And, so yeah. here's the thing. Tim. Yeah was being fucking gross he was naked and he's playing guitar shittily and trying to get girls to sleep with him and anyways so he tries to give the guitar to Haley and get her to sing the song that she duets with chris and uh 
she's like no i don't want to like i'm not comfortable doing that right now and then nathan shows up and he (laughs) grabs the guitar and throws it in the fire guitar in the fire uh he pulls the fucking road dog on honky tonk man (laughs) throws the guitar in the fire and uh another thing that got burnt up was undertaker's little brother kane oh god kane's alive um so then Haley and nathan go to talk but then peyton because she's pissy with Haley for leaving in general and then coming back and everything yeah and everything else that's going on in her life she starts playing the The, duet dude (laughs) talk about fucking bad timing bro (laughs) she meant to do that oh i know 100 percent meant to do it she's a biatch (laughs) but uh nate actually does apologize for a bunch of shit that he's been doing and being very distant from her but he's got a he- lot of healing to do. He does have a lot of healing to do, and that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I like how uh, he basically lets her know because she talked about the wall, you know, the wall, brother. But the wall with her painting and face and all painted over. And well, stuff. it was also the wedding wall and too. the wedding wall. But as I was saying, uh, uh, yeah, I kind of burnt the wedding wall. And also not before I smashed it with the keyboard I bought. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, goddamn, dude. Yeah, but he he just kept keeps reiterating. I don't know if this is gonna work. It's mm-hmm. gonna take some time. If it does, I just don't know. And he thinks eventually she's just gonna give up. And she reiterates to him, "I'm not going anywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm staying right here, and I'm never gonna stop fighting." She's got some heart, dude. No she matter does. how much he pushes her away, mm-hmm. she just keeps coming back for more. She's a glutton for punishment at this point. But I feel like. Her perseverance will win out and they will live happily ever after. Mm. It's too obvious, bro. (laughs) They're meant to be together. Literally right from early season one, they're meant to be together. You could see it. Mm. So I guess Dan's beach house is very, very close to where this party is taking place because... (laughs) Also close to Keith's apartment on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, That's in Charleston, apparently. Yes. Um... (laughs) Three hours away. Yes. Uh, so Dan's got a drink and he's walking along this dock area. And uh, he looks over towards the fire and he sees Lucas chatting or whatever. You can just see his face like behind this fire with the flames and everything yeah. going. And Dan like has this weird flashback in his mind where he saw Lucas at the dealership fire. Yep. And he is holding this glass and he's literally so like shocked and angry or whatever he's feeling. He breaks glass that he smashes it. Literally smashes it with his single hand. He's pretty fucking strong. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a pretty hard thing to do. Yeah. Like Well those glasses are like fucking made of titanium. No, it's not working, bro insane those glasses like those are yeah those are so the other last last weekend i was walking up the stairs with the other candy tray thing that we had and i had all the glasses that were left down here from when you had your friends over and i was walking upstairs and i hit the tray on the stair railing 
and all of the glasses that were on there fell off backwards (laughs) and went all the way down i was at the top of the stairs basically (laughs) went all the way down the stairs all the way down not a single crack not a fucking chip they're glass but they're fucking thick ass glass like you couldn't make that glass shatter hey bro that's as thick as my ass (laughs) chunky (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he literally breaks this fucking glass we're very flimsy thin glass yeah uh, in his hand and he sees that vision. whiskey glasses yeah, yeah they're they can be, can be quite strong but they also can be quite like the ones that we have upstairs that um were my grandparents they uh they're a little flimsier not great but uh yeah they're beautiful glasses sure uh but dan sees that vision of lucas dancing in his brain uh with the fire and he's thinking, oh, yeah, Lucas set this fire. And I'm making this prediction right now, setting it in stone, that Lucas did not start this <laughs> so-called fire. Undertaker did. But, uh, no, I think he saved Dan. It, mm. They're just, oh, it's too obvious to be Lucas. And if it was Lucas, after all, it's going to be he started the fire, regretted his decision, and then saves Dan. Mm. either or either that or someone else started it and lucas saved him mm. it's one of the two I'm telling you right now bro mm. dollar side 2.22 hmm. just not impressed just kind of dragged kind of boring a little bit going on i'm sure there's better episodes in this season oh yeah believe me there are i guarantee it seeing that how how much you call this season the goat season yeah and uh it better be because after two episodes i haven't been super impressed yet (laughs) but we'll get there we will get there but we'll get to the august 11th 1997 episode of monday night raw first biloxi mississippi and that's m-i-s-s-i-s-s-i-p-p-i biloxi mississippi and we're here for monday night raw and right away First guy to come out. Who is it? Prom King. Who was flamboyant? Except he didn't get the same kind of introduction as he normally does. The heartbreak. I miss doing that. I miss Vince with the throat shredders introducing. It's this one episode where he didn't do it. The last one he didn't do it either. Because he introduced him, but he was like, It was controversial. Heartbreak kid shot my Okay, it's been two episodes. Yes. Vince isn't as stoked on Sean right now. So he's not giving him the throat shredder entrance. Mm. So Jim Ross is here to interview interview Mr. HBK himself. And the fans like to chant something at Sean. They like to chant Sean is gay. It's very 97 of the people in Biloxi, Mississippi. Very. But after he hears that chance, Shawn Michaels goes, why don't you ask your mama and your sister if Shawn Michaels is gay? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh. Oh, HBK. HBK. My goodness. Uh, But, yeah, Slaughter's, uh, Sergeant Slaughter's out here, and he's looking to, you know, take down HBK a notch or two here. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Shawn Michaels just goes on with the chin puns over and mm-hmm. over. 
it's like uh, how dare you stick your huge big ginormous fucking chin in my business and uh, don't make me do any chin up sarge <laughs> oh my god and he's like sticking his chin i said him. he has a gigantic chin yeah i know that's his gimmick dude he's got a huge chin you see it right it's part of his gimmick <laughs> anyway he's got a gigantic chin he calls him chin boy and uh, Shawn Michaels gets right up in his face when Slaughter's telling them what to do, basically, because he's got a match with Mankind later. And <laughs> whenever Slaughter talks, he, like, spits quite often. Like, just, you know, he's intense, and he tends to spit. And so <laughs> it's like, do I make myself clear, Shawn Michaels? It's clear as a windshield without a windshield wiper. You're clear. Oh, my God. And uh, Shawn Michaels, he's got an insurance policy. He's uh, He has a history of being a very hated guy and then basically getting another guy to be his bodyguard or protect him. And that's what he did in 1993 uh, when he was one of the most hated men in the business. And he instilled the help of Mr. Kevin Nash to be his bodyguard. That guy was in Magic Mike. I know. You always say that when I mention Kevin Nash. <laughs> you should watch it. I should. You should watch the NWO circa 1996 and see what Kevin Nash is really about, not just Magic Mike. Uh, but he was also Shawn Michaels' bodyguard in 1993 and 94. Hmm. And then he had a WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels as well. Interesting. Kevin Nash was the world champion. He successfully defended his world title against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 11. But Shawn Michaels... He doesn't have anybody now. He's a solo act. He's a singles guy. But apparently he has another insurance policy, possibly mm. multiple insurance policies. And, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, he delivers better than the postman and definitely better than UPS. Interesting. Not as good as Amazon, though. They have same day shipping. <laughs> <laughs> But he promises he'll give uh, Bankind some sweet chin music, pun intended. Wow. <laughs> so Shawn Michaels, yeah, he's full-blown heel. How do you feel about heel Shawn here? People still love him. They do, but there's a lot of boo birds. Oh, yeah. People are not too happy about what he's been doing and saying. And, uh, you know, do you honestly feel like... Uh, you know, who's who's the baby face in a Shawn Michaels Undertaker match? It's going to be Undertaker 10 times out of 10. Yeah, no, I know. Right? So everybody's going to be cheering for Taker because they're pissed that Shawn Michaels cost Taker the title. So what do you do with a heel Michaels here? How do you feel about a heel Michaels? I don't know. He's still pronking. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a bit arrogant and, you know, flashy and... yeah. You know, he's still going to do that. Sure. But now it's he's like just... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. He's still Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sure. Yeah. He does the same things. They just change the opponents. Yeah. Right. And it's... that's what makes him heal. It's whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't feel any specific way about it. Sure. Fair enough. Maybe you might, though, eventually. Uh, <laughs> first match of the night, we got a country whipping match. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, okay, please tell me, what the fuck is a country whipping match? I have no idea. I have no fucking clue either, and I've been watching wrestling for 30 plus years. But we find out that uh, it's not a tag match. It's not LOD against uh, the Godwins. It's Excuse literally... me, spiky dino bros. Yes. 
but it's actually Hawk against Henry Godwin here in a country whipping match. So they literally have whips tied to their wrists. And the first person to whip his opponent so bad to whip him out of the ring is the winner. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had a, ever had a country whipping match in WWE before this, and I don't think they ever had it again after this. <laughs> Much like that Armageddon Rules match that The Undertaker had against The Executioner in December of 1996. I don't think they ever had another Armageddon Rules match, and I don't think they ever had another country whipping match. Yeah, that just... Mm, no. No. I watched a lot of these things that they do yeah and it's like yeah no i have a i have a decent pain tolerance oh okay yeah yeah but i could never like be in a country weapon match (laughs) you know me you know that like pain makes me nauseous yep so does definitely not not my thing (laughs) Not my idea of a good time. Huh? I don't know. You said different about whipping sometimes. Fuck off. <laughs> I want a bulldogger at ringside in their uh, ringside, and they're fighting over who gets to fight the Patriot later on tonight. Because uh, Owen wants to, he's the captain of the team, and he wants to fight the Patriot. And the bulldog's like, no, 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 I got the Patriot tonight. No, no, you stay here, you look pretty, and I'll fight the Patriot tonight. <laughs> and bulldog's like, no, no, I'll beat the shit out of you, and I'll fucking fight the Patriot tonight. So we're getting back to that brotherly, you know, step or uh, brotherly-in-law kind of rivalry that Owen and Bulldog had earlier this year mm-hmm. that they're at odds but now they they seem pretty Always solid trying to wind, one, one up, up each, each other, other which was definitely a huge part of their storyline for a good few months and now they're starting to uh, slowly plant some seeds to reverting back to that because uh, hmm. they're no longer the tag team champions uh, Owen is no longer the intercontinental champion and all they really have for gold besides the Slammies is the European title, which Bulldog has to defend against Shawn Michaels in fucking Birmingham, England next month at one night only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Great uh, name for a pay-per-view in, in England. One night only. Hmm. Yes. And the name of China's porn, One Night in China. Oh, God. Yes. China. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh Yeah. We get the slot bucket always comes out in every Godwins match, but it actually turns the tables on the Godwins and Hawk ends up winning the match when Animal throws the Godwins out of the ring. So Mm -hmm. they get the big dub. Uh, Did you ever buy Stridex pads back in the day? Um, I think I bought like, it's funny because I knew what they were like a few episodes ago and then I had to ask you because I thought it was like Stridex was like gum or something. Oh, uh, Strident or Trident Trident. or whatever, Trident. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think I had at some point. um, Stridex pass. But honestly, I was more the buy your own like cotton pads or whatever and then like have... Skincare routine. Have like toner or something that you put on that like i don't know we didn't really buy the containers of the of the pads yeah yeah just because it i don't know i it was cheaper my mom always found the cheaper way to do things yeah not anymore dude 
<laughs> she's like, how much money can I spend today? No, she still tries to be pretty cheap. She does, believe me. It's just she buys more quantity of, of the cheaper things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose, though. <laughs> Why buy one really good thing when I can buy five of the shitty thing? You end up paying the same for, for lower quality. They've definitely upped their game on toilet paper, though. You go to my parents' house for and like go like use the bathroom, and it's like luxury. <laughs> toilet paper, man. It's meant to be ass ripper. Oh my god, no! <laughs> but uh, Stratix had trading cards back in the day, so they had the Undertaker Why, trading like, card. Literally acne, like yes. Things. Think about it. Who's watching the show? What's the demographic? Okay, you have your eighteen to thirty-five year olds, so those adults that love wrestling. But you also have your teens and your preteens who are acne filled, who are watching the show, and who are they going to placate their ads to? The fucking pimply fucking teens who are watching Monday Night Raw. Myself included, although I wasn't pimply at this time. I was only eight years old. I didn't have pimples or zits or acne yet. So Stridex meant nothing to me. And by the time Stridex would have meant something to me, uh, I would already basically not watch wrestling as much as I used to. They made a mistake there. They did not make a mistake to these <laughs> this demographic. Same with the fucking XP380 fucking super soaker. It's like fucking teens and preteens, you know, if they're living in a hot climate in the summertime, they're probably playing with fucking water guns and shit. So why not put fucking sunny tits out on a fucking episode of Raw and have her squirting people with the squirt gun and not the actual squirt gun, brother? Uh, wow. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Stridex pads, dude. Uh, next match, we have fucking uh, the Putts. Scott mm-hmm. Putzky, Mr. Tan Jack, dude, up against uh, Tony Williams, whoever the fuck that is. Some random fuck. Some rando jobber. You know, there's no chance in hell he's ever going to win the match. But uh, Golden Titties and fucking Gold Dust, Golden Chick McNuggie are, are both out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a new movie for us to watch, uh, a Shattered Dreams production, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, they've got the Golden Handy Cam out. And what movie are they filming currently? <laughs> Boston Pizza did not win during last week's. Against Bob Holly. You know, yes. match. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, so he's got to wear the dress again. <laughs> yes, to this wear dress it. is different. It's, it's a, a different shinier one. Dress. It's shinier, yeah. and it doesn't have like sleeves at all. It's a like it's got straps, but yeah, that's it's it. Strap dress, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he has to get into this dress, and he I don't know why he keeps trying to rip these dresses. I don't know. They're, they're like, pretty fucking they're strong pretty fabrics. Fucking strong fabric here. It's not like Hulk Hogan trying to rip his shirt open. Like these dresses dresses were made to last yeah clearly but i don't know if if he's never even tried to put clothes on in his life because he has no idea what he's doing trying to put this fucking dress on no like he struggles honestly (laughs) he would have been smartest like he kept trying to step into it and yeah you can step into a dress you just gotta put it over your head you can also put it over your fucking head head. yeah i mean sometimes that's hard for me because boobs (laughs) yeah Sometimes, but you know. But still, like, figure it but out, But also bro. the other way, but, so. Yeah, fair enough. But 
he uh, he struggles mightily here. Mm-hmm. He has a tough time. He finally gets it on, but uh, and he's it not took wearing a while. and he's not wearing the thong this week either. Yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah, he's only wearing just your regular undies, right? So that's that's a bit of a but still he downgrade. he had to wear a dress. But he wore the dress and he's got it on. And uh, all the while, this this footage of Brian Pillman trying to put on this dress overshadows this fucking match. Yeah, that we're I didn't supposed even pay attention to it. <laughs> that no one paid attention to between Scott Putsky and Tony Williams. And Scott Putsky steals his dad's finisher, the Polish Hammer, and wins with that. Uh, we get an Undertaker promo where he's talking about Shawn Michaels, where he's going to fucking kill him, basically, just like he tried to kill his family and his brother and shit. Uh, and, uh, he keeps talking now all throughout this episode. We keep going. Jim Ross says it. Jerry, the King Lawler says it. Vince McMahon says it. Shawn Michaels says it. Undertaker says it. Sergeant Slaughter says it. The insurance policy. What is this fucking insurance policy that Shawn Michaels is so sure that he has? He is so insurance policy that he has. And Undertaker (laughs) makes reference to it. You talk about your insurance policy Shawn Michaels well the only insurance you need is burial insurance rest in peace burial insurance Mm -hmm. is there such a thing as burial insurance apparently I don't know what that is (laughs) google google fool it's your friend yeah it is your best friend uh yeah, so we go from that burial insurance policy promo to Brian Pillman, BP Boston Pizza, wrestling in a dress for the second week in a row up against your favorite Flash Ugh, Funk. Pimp Daddy. Pimp Daddy, no hope. This is the only time I've cheered for him, by the uh, way. And yes, uh, out of all <laughs> the matches that Flash Funk has had over almost the last entire year that we've watched... Um, you have never cheered for Flash Funk. Why would you? Uh, he's lame. He's fucking lame as shit. And he's still getting job arrangements is like fucking mad. And so I think this is knock it down on the fucking uh, docket here. Y'all right there, bro? <laughs> Baby's movement. His butt was right here. And then it went over here. And then it went up here. And now it's over here. Oh, wow. And now he just like loosened. Oh, no, he's back at it. <laughs> <laughs> he's sticking his butt out into my ribs. And that's where Flynn always had his butt was right here. What a funny man. Yeah. Uh, Flash Funk is the literally the king of the jobber entrances now. He doesn't get any kind of entrance. They, they literally go to commercial, come back. He's already in the ring. His music is played for five minutes. We get two seconds of it. They cut it, and then the next guy comes out. So Thank God. Shows you how much people actually care about Flash Funk. You know Funk who this, this guy point. reminds me of? Who? Dumbo. Dumbo the elephant? The giant ears. Oh, he does have pretty big ears. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're just so, like... Floppy. Out there. Out there and floppy. <laughs> <laughs> floppy, much like his ring style and his jobber entrance. Uh, but yeah, the, the material on this fucking dress is unreal. I mean, you can't rip this fucking thing. No. Uh, but uh, Goldust and uh, Marlena, uh, before this match, Slaughter came out and said, no, you can't be at ringside. Because basically you cost Pillman the match last week, getting him counted out distraction tactics so this week you're not coming out but they just disregard that and fucking come out anyway and eat popcorn at the top of the ramp while 
Brian Pillman is trying to have this fucking match. Mm-hmm. And not only do they do that, they're eating the popcorn because they want to show Brian Pillman the movie he's starring in, <laughs> the Shattered Dreams production, <laughs> the Golden Handicam, the dress footage of BP trying to get it on before the pre-match. <laughs> he's pissed. <laughs> and of so course funny. he's fucking pissed. He's like, man, that's an invasion of privacy. Golda should go to jail for this. And meanwhile, he... Uh, <laughs> he takes the small package and away we go. And he loses again. Somehow loses uh, clean pinfall to fucking Flash Funk. <laughs> and he is now forced to wear a dress for the third week in a row next week. I ain't mad about it. You, yeah, it's a pretty hilarious gimmick. It's going so on funny. Right now. He's it's definitely so he's funny. definitely the star of the fucking Heart Foundation right now. Like he's he's pretty <laughs> great, and uh, unfortunately he's crippled beyond belief from where he used to be in his career. You know what I just realized? What'd you realize, brother? We did not get any bitch heart this episode. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, I didn't pay attention to him. <laughs> he came out. Did he? Oh, yeah. He came out with the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just ignored it. Yeah, he came out with the title. Because he's fucking annoying. He tried to ignore it. He, I guess he didn't have any mic time in this episode. Thank fuck. We need more Bret Hart mic time. Because he is the best there is. The best there was. And the best there ever will be. And all you gutless American hyenas, you know it. He's the world fucking champ. You pay respect to the Uh, world champion. No, he is an annoying, whiny (laughs) bitch. (laughs) No mic time, unfortunately, for uh, Brett in this episode. Uh, I think this is the first and last time you'll ever be happy to see Flash Funk win a match. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, luckily, after the match, we get a in-ring promo with fucking Hippie Man Kang. That's right. Fucking do love himself. Uh, it's kind of funny, though. Most of the promo is, oh, how stone cold. <laughs> Speaking of, Stone Cold is not here. No. No. He's got a broken neck. He's not here. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Because Stone Cold's literally the highlight. Literally. Literally. Figuratively and literally the highlight of every single fucking episode of every Raw and every pay-per-view. So when he's not here, you feel it. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He's not doing so well. And uh, most of this promo that dude cuts is, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's not doing so hot. Uh, we really don't know what's going on with this fucking tag team titles either because Austin's not there to defend it. Dude is. But Austin's not. So isn't it kind of ironic that Austin wanted to defend it by himself and then instilled do love to be his partner? But well, now, he didn't choose that. Yeah, but he eventually got it. But then now, dude is the solo tag champ with Austin on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Kind of ironic how that all went down. And then Shawn Michaels, because, uh, you know, you're not you. You're not You're not you. Because uh, there's a split personality, some personality disorder for Mick Foley here. He doesn't even know who he is anymore because uh, he plays multiple characters in every episode. Now. Well, it's hippie mankind or icky mankind. That's right. So. But Shawn Michaels has no idea what to make of it. Am I fighting dude love? Am I fighting mankind? I don't really fucking know. And you, you say that you look up to me and you want to try to be me. 
But you can't even be yourself. <laughs> You're not even fucking mankind. I don't even know who the fuck you are anymore. Uh, but yeah. And yes, uh, Dude Love is the sexiest man in wrestling right now. Because he literally has groupies all over him. <laughs> His every wife. You don't know that, though. You told me. <laughs> but if you were watching it cold and not knowing and me wising you up, you wouldn't know that that's his wife. Why do you wise me up? Why don't you let's just let me be like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but then it just leaves you hanging. It actually gives more information and more to it that way that you understand certain things. Because you just be like, oh, okay, that's just a whatever thing. No, actually, here you go. This is an interesting piece of information about this. Here's my rebuttal to that. Rebut, brother. So this is supposed to be like a TV show kind it's of a thing, television. Right? Let's put it this way. It used to be a wrestling show that was on television. Now it's turning into a television show that features wrestling. See the difference? Same shit. That's not. Um, so, in like, why don't you just let me like, kind of like with One Tree Hill, right? I'm not like filling you in on. You fill me in on backstage shit. Oh, like a little bit, like yeah. here and there, but otherwise, yeah. like, you know, it's. I don't even know all of the backstage shit. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't tell you, like, it's not like I'm listening to their podcast 24-7 and then telling you everything that they say. Yeah. Um, But, like, leave a little mystery for me. I do. Yeah, but... That's the thing. If it's mystery, you won't know about it. I know. <laughs> So I've left plenty of mystery because I've left plenty off the table, including this episode when we have a new member of the Nation of Domination. Okay, but the thing is, there's other there's other little things that I'm like, okay. Like, Hippie Mankind's wife. Yeah. But that's just a, that's not like a huge plot point or anything. No. That's just an interesting piece of information to throw in there. You know, it could be, oh, look, here's his groupies. That's the end of it. Or it could be, hey, look at the groupies. Hey, didn't you know? That's actually McFoley's real life wife. That's an interesting piece of information. It's not a spoiler. Hmm. That's just interesting. Hmm. Right? Well, then you give me spoiler-esque type things and so do you brother like what you tell me all sorts of shit like what oh dude give me an I'll example make you a list <laughs> give me an example uh like currently like what have i said that's spoilery about what we're currently watching with one tree hill currently yeah i gotta think about it there definitely is some stuff there though and you tell me to like listen to certain parts as well, too. Well, no. So what it is is because when you are, we're watching the episode and you are looking down at your notebook writing a note. The thing is, is sometimes immediately like where you're writing that note and you're looking away from the TV, something's going to happen that you need to pay attention to. I'm not trying to like 
technically you're wising me up to it because I wouldn't know otherwise if that's an important piece of information, but you're telling me this is going to be important. This is a plot point. Well, that's the thing. I don't want you to miss it. I'm not telling you what it is. I just don't want you to miss it because I want you to be aware of what's going on so that when we're doing this and throughout the rest of the series... You know, like if it's something that's not important, I obviously don't do that. But when it's something that is a little more important, it's like. No, also, like, like the creator of the show, like Mark Schwann, he told me all about the shit he fucking did. Yeah, that's, that's all backstage that's shit. That, yo, that's different. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's different now. I'm not allowed to tell you that Colette Foley is in the crowd for Groupie for Vic Foley. But yeah, I told you the entire history and etymology of how Mark Schwann is a piece of shit and treated all these girls like fucking human pieces of meat. But no, that's different, brother. I mean, <laughs> that's been like... For a while, it was headline news for quite a bit. But how would I ever fucking know that? Why would I ever fucking care about some creator of some fucking teenage drama show in the 2000s being creepy with a bunch of girls? That's every show in the 2000s with a bunch of girls with a creepy creator. He also did it with a show, The Royals. Never heard of it. Elizabeth Hurley's in it. Okay, I like her. And uh, she also had been subjected to some pretty gross shit from this guy. So Harvey Weinstein shit. Not some great things. So let's just set the record straight. You like to tip me off with things too. But I don't outwardly go out of my way to give huge plot points away. I allude to certain things that could be important as well. But I don't outwardly tell you exactly hmm. i don't look up you allude allude to things quite a ways in advance though like montreal yeah like what the fuck <laughs> it's not that far away in the grand scheme of things it's not that far so away. that's the thing this is the difference when i'm trying to point out things to you um, when we're watching the show, like pay attention to this. It's while we're currently watching. I'm not trying to allude to things that are coming up future. I may try and get you to think about things a little bit more. Like, where do you think this is going to go? Just so that when we are like recording or whatever, you know, I'm getting that question in your mind. Like, mm-hmm. where is this going? Yeah. Like, and, that yeah. we just saw. Where, where what is the what's bigger picture? What's your yeah. prediction of what's going on? And I asked you that, too, about who's going to win these matches. It, it, every Raw builds up to a pay-per-view. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. The Raws are used to sell tickets and buys for a pay-per-view. So, you know, obviously it comes down to who's going to win the match at the pay-per-view. Undertaker or Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And you picked Undertaker. Who's going to win the big match at the pay-per-view? Bret Hart or Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as the ref. Mm-hmm. You erroneously picked the Undertaker. I know you're not very happy about that one. No, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> There's other things I'm pissed about too. Like? <sighs> oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there in this episode. You know how long I've been waiting for this particular episode of Monday Night Raw? 
Oh boy. But before we get there, uh, Owen and Bulldog, they got a tag match and they're up against Patriot and an unnamed partner for the Patriot. And uh, I know you're not a big fan of Del Wilkes, but you are a big fan of Del Wilkes' bod. I mean, he's just kind of meh to me. Yeah, he's pretty meh. I think I'm just very over the Canada versus USA thing right now. It's been going on for a while. Because Brett has made it such a big thing, and he pisses me off so much that I'm just <laughs> like, okay, hey, can we just fucking be done with this already? Like, now we have to bring in this other guy that's like, yeah, America, you know, like it's to go the, against. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of the the logical foil no, to a I guy know. who's uh, all Canadian. It's just an all American. It feels like we already had Stone Cold Steve Austin that was like the all American guy. We have Prom King, the all American guy. Like there's a lot of American wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I feel that Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, yes, they're American, but their gimmick is I'm I'm American. That's not their gimmick. No, but I know. Patriot is I'm literally decked out with a fucking mask and outfit with American flags all over it. I'm just I'm just over it Fair with enough. this. I'm just like this is going on a lot, and it's like, yeah. It's the gimmick, bro. It's the gimmick. But uh, Patriots. Now, who did you think Patriots' partner was going to be? No Sid. fucking clue. <laughs> it would have been great if it was Sid, hmm. but it was not. It was fucking Four Leaf Can Shamrock, and yeah, Bulldog's scared, man. He wants nothing to do with Shamrock because the uh, last time he had something to do with Shamrock, he fed him some fucking dog food, and Shamrock snapped and fucking body slammed every fucking referee in the company. <laughs> so, uh, but this is where Brett, the world champ, yeah. the excellence of execution, uh, rears his head. and uh, But Slaughter comes out, sticks his chin in once again to stop Brett from interfering in this match. All the while, they throw in a chair, and Patriot gives the full Nelson slam to Bulldog on said chair and gets the win for him and Shamrock. Uh, 1,500 fans showed up at uh, Pearson Airport in Toronto just to greet Bret Hart after he won his world title. 1,500 people Good were for there them. to see Bret Hart, I, their Canadian hero. If I were given the opportunity yep. and like free tickets to fly there and then be able to meet him and everything. I would flush those tickets down the toilet. <laughs> like the giant toilet bowl that America is. I wouldn't even try to sell them and make a profit <laughs> off of it. I would just rip it up. Would you want to make a profit off of Bret Hart though? He doesn't deserve that. Whoa, that's fighting words. <laughs> and also, one of those fans that was waiting for uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, although his appearance is now a year away, uh, one of the fans was actually a guy who comes into our arc a little bit later on, a year away. Weird. Yeah, interesting enough. First time we'll see him on camera, but not the last. Uh, the insurance policy. Now, what did you think this insurance policy was? I have no fucking Who clue. Is it, what is the insurance policy? I don't know. I know Brett's insurance policy is just jumping the Patriot from behind uh, backstage. That's mm-hmm. his insurance policy. But now we're here, uh, semi-main, and we've got 
Farouk of the, the nation. Bitchiest nation, bitch. We are the nation of domination. Oh, yes, it's no longer the Ahmed nation. It's just straight up the nation of domination. And we are the nation live and in color. Don't diss the man. I will bum rush your mother. Listen, what I'm saying is for real, not playing. For Shut Rook the fuck is up. Is the man hit your knees and start praying? Shut the fuck up. Power like the bear. No. Quick like the cat. Put two or two together. See your face on the mat. If you're not careful, I'm going <laughs> to grab that pokey thing and I'm going to stabby stab. But what I was getting to with these lyrics is, he's harder than the rock and he can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. And this match between Farouk and Okay, but Chains. here's the thing. They haven't had these motherfuckers out here to sing this song in <laughs> ages. And, you know... Were they planning back then that no, happy 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 little accidents just uh, just beat the that's devil not up. a happy, happy little, little accident. accident a happy little accident no <laughs> it's a happy little accident because Faruka chains in the middle of this match the ref takes a bump and in the chaos who comes out makes his return after months on the shelf we have not seen this man in quite a while it is the pebble rocky rookie mayavia he's back and i'm not happy oh oh i'm happy he's back the circumstances behind <laughs> him being back makes me want to I don't know. What does it make me want to do? Vomit? (laughs) Rip my hair out? Oh, boy. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Rocky Maivia comes back, and he fucking rock bottoms. Chains. And Farouk gets the dub. Rocky gets back in the ring. Nation fucking salute. Ahmed's out of the nation. We need a fourth member, and it's fucking Rocky Mayavia. Bullshit. Holy shit. How Bullshit. long I've been waiting for this moment. Fuck How off. many times I've wanted to spoil this for you, but I just could not because I knew how shocked you would be, and I also got the raw reaction. That Fuck goes off. straight to TikTok, brother. Because not only did Ahmed... You get the worst shots of me for TikTok, bro. Well, the problem is, is that, like, I have to sneakily film it, you know? I get the good lighting and the good angle. And it's like, what are you doing? Why are you filming me? That doesn't fucking work. I gotta sneakily do it. Because I know what's coming up. And I gotta just kind of do it on the side so you're not looking. And it, I got about halfway through it before you even realized I was doing it. So I, I did my due diligence. And now Rocky Maivia is a card-carrying member of the Nation of Domination. Bullshit. Come back to me in six months and tell me this is bullshit. Uh, The Rock. Rocky Maivia. So you're trying to hint to me that maybe I'll be happy that he's in the nation? Don't do that shit. I'm just saying, be careful for what you wish for. You're all about... Fucking Rocky be the nation. Fuck this guy. I can't believe he joined up with Farouk. Happy little accidents, bro. Who knows, man? 
What can no, happen? I don't like it. Happy little accidents, brother. And we got a new fucking nation member, and it's the Pebble. No longer the Pebble. He's literally the rock. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. I'm uh, pissed. <laughs> uh, Heart Foundation, they beat down the Patriot. They drape the Canadian flag all over him. That's what they do. So, you know, Patriot literally has 0.0 chance of beating Bret Hart for the world title at ground zero. They just does not have a chance uh also shocking brockus i don't <laughs> give a flying fuck about this guy you don't know brockus <laughs> how would i know this guy He's brockus. he just comes up on the screen and just starts yelling i'm brockus and it's like i don't give a fuck who you are like <laughs> He's like the fucking whatever the dude was, the guy, yelly guy from South Africa. Oh, uh, Commandant. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, don't fucking care. <laughs> it's Brockus. Uh, we got <laughs> Which means what? He's Brockus. <laughs> Which means what? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, <laughs> you don't want spoilers? I won't give you spoilers, brother. Uh, and then we got our main event of the night. No, it's not Rocky Maivia joining the nation. It's fucking HBK Shawn Michaels against Mankind. And not just any Mankind. It's Icky Mankind. And we're in the main event. And uh, Mick comes down with the trash can. And uh, he actually gets the turn, or the how the turntables on him, and he gets the trash can over his head. But even though he has a trash can over his head and the full bag over his head too, he somehow manages to get a mandible claw off on Shawn Michaels <laughs> through all the confusion. Uh, who do you like more though, hippie mankind or icky mankind? Hippie. Yeah, you're more of a hippie mankind fan. Well, I mean. He doesn't like do the weird sounds as much. The screaming and the fucking yeah. hair pulling and all that. But I mean, honestly, Mankind, like Icky version, uh, doesn't really do that as much now. No, well, because he's obviously got a, like the hair pulling out thing. Like he's got to save his hair for <laughs> his, for dude. you know, hippie Mankind. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they have a couple table spots, a couple backdrops and elbow drops onto the table, which is pretty crazy spots for a Monday Night Raw show. Uh, Shawn Michaels goes for sweet chin music, but it gets caught in the mandible claw. And then we get an appearance from whom? China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 Do you love China as much as Donald Trump loves China? No. No? He loves China a lot. <laughs> China. Uh, but what are Triple H and China doing here? Are they the insurance policy? What the fuck is going Honestly, on Honestly, maybe. Could be. Who knows? Because icky slash hippie mankind. Has been at odds with those two forever now. For a while. And now that Prom King is now a heel. Yes. You know, fits right in with them. Sure. But uh, we also get 
Wow, an appearance from fucking ravishing Rick Rude comes out of nowhere. Former Intercontinental Champion uh, and former greatest... Any relation to the guy that you were obsessed with for a while when we first started dating? That's Bobby Rude and no relation. Interesting, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you remember that. Mr. Glorious, uh, glorious Yeah, because anytime I said glorious, you would like... And I I had to stop saying the word the word because you were just I will give it, I will give it <sighs> You know it's funny though is he's a complete jobber and uh he turned it into a complete jobber and he's not even a wrestler anymore. He's a uh, part <laughs> of the production team or something, I think now. Oh jeez. Yeah. 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 But what yeah, he doesn't falls wrestle. from grace. Does not wrestle anymore, no. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he just, uh, kind of fell off the face of the earth and doesn't really do much, but, uh, had his little glorious domination run there in NXT and early, uh, SmackDown run, which is all right, but no relation to ravishing Rick Rude, former intercontinental champion and the only man to beat the ultimate warrior at WrestleMania. Hmm. Yes. Uh, so he comes in and he fucking destroys icky mankind with a chair shot Right into the sweet chin music, and away we go. For some reason, Shawn Michaels' insurance policy includes a guy that hasn't been in WWE for like a really long time. And uh, so, for some reason, Ravishing Rick Root is here, and Triple H of China are here, but Triple H of China don't really do anything. Yeah, they're just there. They're just kind of there. So, is it, are they with Shawn, or is it they just hate mankind? Or is it a mix of both? Who knows? I know. Uh, but uh, Undertaker said he's going to be at this match tonight making sure shit doesn't go down, and shit went down, so here comes The Undertaker. Before The Undertaker get in the ring for Shawn Michaels being scared and on his knees and begging for his life and forgiveness, uh, Paul Bear. Paul Bear! Kane is alive, Undertaker! He's coming! He's and coming! cue the headache. He's coming on your face, Undertaker. Bro. <laughs> He's coming. Kane's coming. Kane's alive. And we fade to black. And what did you think of this episode? Obviously, besides the amazing moment of The Rock joining the nation. No Stone Cold and very little Bret Hart. No mic time for Bret Hart. That should at least give it some points. And Pillman in a dress again. Just a single one point. One point? Uh, There was no Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, like, honestly, it just... It was just meh. Damn, dude. It was meh. You're just pissed. (laughs) There's a lot that pissed me off. Yep. It would have been higher points if you told me that Brett wasn't on this episode at all because I didn't even have notes that he was on here because <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit about this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he was on the show, all right? He buried the fucking Patriot. So you ruined it. Sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, main takeaways. <laughs> or or on the hit the ground running with fucking Rocky Maivia, man. He's a heel now. <sighs> Shit. He ain't fucking blue chipper, fucking smile, kiss babies, fucking hug people. He ain't that fucking guy anymore. I just don't get it. Why he would join the nation? Yeah. Maybe you'll find out next week why. 
We'll see. We'll all see on the next episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Yeah, good shit, bro. I've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. It's the Genesis. The Genesis. The Genesis, and not Sega, brother. Uh, at podcast on the TikToks and Instagrams. You can also listen in on every single streaming service, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Oh, boy. Uh, buck 20. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah, we had one that was like almost two hours the other yeah, day. That was that SummerSlam season finale episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Lots to talk about on that one. Lots to take away from this one, though, going forward. Fuck off. Oh, yes. Fuck oh, off. yes. <gasps> <laughs> I love it. It's so great. Heels for the win on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. I miss Sid, man. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, that guy. <laughs> right? Because he's stupid Sid. He he's robbing me on mama. But he's fucking hilarious, man. I love him. Unhinged as fuck. Yeah, dude. Hilarious. I guess we got Brian Pillman for that now, hey? Yeah, he's fucking crazy. He's nuts, man. Like, legit nuts. But, I mean, like I said, he's the best part of the Heart Foundation right now. Yeah, because it's definitely not Brett. And Anvil's fallen off the face of the earth. Like a literal Anvil. (laughs) Bye. I don't know where the fuck he is, but he's gone. So there's only four guys now. And Pillman's definitely the best one out of them all with what he's been doing. And that'll just keep continuing for a little while anyway. We'll see. We'll see a little bit more next week. Brett's been knocked off his podium a bit. For like favorite to watch in the Heart Foundation, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Thank Pillman. fuck, Pillman's killing it right now. He's doing a great job. Thank fuck. Oh boy, I am Sean Harris, and I am Aaron Cosker. And we bid you a fair adieu. I say bye, bitch.